Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Good morning. Holy Thursday to you. Um, Jesus 911 from Virgin Most Powerful. Ruben and Jesse coming to you live. And we, um, we've got a, a disturbing story, Jesse. I, I have to tell you, I feel a little still upset uh, the stomach. This, all this information is coming out about uh, Disney. And uh, what a deception has been uh, to think this was a family uh, or run organization is, uh, is just completely turned my world upside down, man. <laughs> I think, I don't think there's a person that will probably be listening that hasn't at some in some way, watched a Disney show. I remember growing up, Jesse, we watched uh, every Sunday. The Disney program would come on at 8 o'clock at night, and we'd sit down as a family mm. and watch the Disney, uh, well, uh, you know, whatever they had on that night. Yeah, Ruben, this article was written by a Protestant. I think he did a pretty good job. Uh, he did a kind of a deep dive. Yeah. Uh, I give him, I give him uh, you know, give him props. Uh, the article's called The Disney Occult Deception. I knew bits and pieces. I've heard of bits and pieces, but he kind of put everything down in an article that just my eyes were just popping when I read it. Uh, it's it's put out by a Protestant uh, organization called Truth in Reality. So let's take a look at uh, this Happy Holy Thursday, by the way, to all of you. The Feast of the Holy Eucharist today, the Institution of the Holy Eucharist, uh, the Sacrament above all sacraments. That's right. The Institution of the Priesthood, too. Yes. So... Walt Disney has accomplished numerous truly amazing feats when it comes to deceiving people, <clears throat> seeming to provide exciting yet wholesome entertainment while delivering witchcraft and the occult mind control right into their homes. So these guys waste no time, Ruben, getting right into it. I mean, they don't, they don't even ease into it. Mm-hmm. Disney has been able to achieve this by skillfully creating act- characters, screenplay, and plots carefully crafted to lead people to think along certain lines, using powerful subliminal messages, imagery, and symbolism of the occult, witchcraft, pagan, Illuminati, Masonic, sexual, and other satanic origins. <clears throat> the borders separating good and evil are blurred, and often good is, su- is subtly or overly made to seem evil, boring, or just plain wrong. While evil is presented as good or somehow interesting, fascinating, glamorous, exciting, and desirable. And Disney has, has taken fairy tales, fables, legends, and stories from all over the world and applying them various themes to places, nature, animals, and, and characters, both real and fantasy, along with appealing music and lyrics, creatively manipulated and packaged them to cater for their evil agenda. Many of these fairy tales are quite dark anyway, but Disney has cultivated the expertise to make them even darker, mm. ingen- ing- ingenuously disguised, and wholesome family entertainment. Let's not forget what the Bible says about witchcraft in First Samuel fifteen twenty three. It says, "For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord; he also had rejected thee from being king." This is uh, God chastising King Saul for consulting with a witch. And by the way, in the Old Testament, witchcraft was an was a death penalty offense. So going back to the article, colorful witches and wizards 
found in Disney productions from Queen Grimhilda in the first Disney film, Snow White, in 1938, through Madame Mim in The Sword and the Stone, Cruella de Vil in 101 Dalmatians, to the 2014 film dedicated to the life story of the witch Maleficent. Almost every Disney film has some type of witch. In little in Disney's Little Mermaid, Ariel signs a contract with the evil witch Ursula or sells her soul to her in exchange for being human so she can marry her prince. Ruben, all this is coming, this is starting to pop in my head. This is all true. I just never caught it. I remember my kids watching this yeah. as little kids. I think we probably even bought the the, the VHS tapes back then. Yeah. And, and I've seen some of these. I never caught the 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 details like like they're pointing them out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a plethora of demonic pagan gods and temples with some impressive imagery. Time and again, the hero and heroine is seen to visit them to consult them. But the God of the Bible is almost always missing from the equation. For example, in the true story, uh, Pocahontas converted to Christianity. Yet in the Disney movie, she visited a temple to consult with demonic pagan nature gods and goddesses. And Fantasia is full of demonic imagery, mythological characters. In, in this cartoon, the third that Disney made, and in its sequel, even good beings are depicted as creatures connected with mythology, which is, in fact, demonology, such as uh, satyrs, a.k.a. Uh, centaurs or fauns, a human, it's a human half-goat creature, which is actually a, a representation of the god Pan, who is actually the devil. As usually, there is no mention whatsoever of God, the Creator. Mulan has a guardian, which is a red dragon, thus leading adults and children to believe that Satan, who is portrayed as a red dragon in the Bible, will guard, help, and protect them rather than destroy them. In the Aladdin song, A Whole New World, Aladdin wants to take the princess away with him and sings, I can open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under, on a magic carpet ride, a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no or where to go or say we're only dreaming. Sounds to me like Klaus Schwab and Joe Biden. Uh, we're going to, uh, uh, you know, we, we're going to establish a new world order. And it's almost like they're 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 telling these kids to, you know, basically just do what they want to do and disobey their parents, and let's just uh, let's go on a ride. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy! So Disney's Magic Kingdom. This is is in fact in line with the devil's compulsion to imitate God, a satanic counterfeit of God's kingdom. We never, never even put those two together. Me neither. That was a brilliant connection from the 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 author of this article. Yeah, far from being sound family entertainment in Disney stories, unhealthy relationships models abound. Frozen is one of the most popular animated Disney films of all time. And many know some of the songs by heart, especially Let It Go. The message given is that children should not be afraid to be themselves and should never apologize for who they are, which seems fine. Only Elsa did almost kill her sister. And then with the help of her parents, they simply erase her memory. In the hugely successful Pirates of the Caribbean movies, Disney has presented pirates who are in reality thieves, plunders, and murderers as something glamorous that children want to imitate to act out and dress up like them, and even want to be one. Walt Disney himself was adopted from an abusive home and lost his adoptive mother 
when she died from asphyxiation due to a faulty workmanship in the house that he had bought her. It is fairly well known that Walt... No, I didn't know this. That Walt Disney was not only a pedophile who liked boys, but a Satanist, a type of male witch, a 33rd degree Freemason, and member of the Illuminati. That blows me away. I... I didn't know any new. I didn't. I, I didn't know any details about the man, Ruben. No, Jess. And then when you see what Disney's they're doing now, you're, people are saying, "Well, this guy, the, the the kids that are running it, are nothing like the father." You know. Well, <laughs> it's. I beg to defer. Yeah. Now this is what's coming out. So, Manessa, Manasa, I guess, sacrifices son sons in the fire of the Valley of Hinnom. He practiced sorcery, divination, and witchcraft, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did great evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger from Chronicles 33.6. And um, anyway, there's a picture in the, um, in the article. The article, yeah. And, and it's, uh, when you, you take a look at it, it's taken from, a, a, it's a picture, well-known picture of the summer camp in Bohemian Grove, attended every year by the wealthy, influential and famous, often termed the elite. The owl statue um, it's Molak provide, provides or presides over an altar created for human sacrifices, although it's claimed that, that they only use an effigy. So this altar is used for the annual cremation of care ceremony as covertly filmed in 2000 by Alex Jones and available to view on the Internet. Now, get this. Presidents who have been a member of the Bohemian Grove include Hoover, Herbert Hoover, Roosevelt. That doesn't distinguish which Roosevelt. Um Eisenhower, Nixon, Ford, Reagan, and the Bush family, Colin Powell, Dick Cheney, Newt Gingrich, and White House chiefs of staff, senators, secretaries of state, secretaries of defense, army generals, and so on. Henry Kissinger was also a member, along with many of the Rockefeller families, Walter Cronkite, Clint Eastwood, Charlton Heston, Mark Twain, Bing Crosby, and Merv Griffin. This is a retreat center for high level, for for the occult, basically. And what they try to recruit from amongst the rich and famous, and so they invite these people. I don't know if all these people are like still card-carrying members, but at least they've been there, and they've presided over this uh, statue of Moloch, this demon god. Uh, maybe some of them say, yeah, you know, I want to do it just to be part of the boys' club. Nonetheless, uh, dangerous practice. You invite evil spirits by participating in something like that. If they're if uh, if some of those guys are Catholic, I hope they've been to confession and repented of having gone there. Although Walt Disney <clears throat> was not an official member of the Bohemian Club, he is known to have visited the club as a guest in 1936, and he said that what he experienced there inspired the dwarves snoring scene in the 1937 animation Snow White movie. It is, however, well documented with dozens of photographs in the public domain that Walt Disney was a member of a similar and related but smaller club for the elite. Also located in California and also with an exclusive white male membership of only 700 people, it's called Rancheros Visitadores. Ruben, why is it that California seems to be the, the retreat center for all the occult? Uh, you what's know, go <laughs> what's going on, dude? It's a blue state, man. That's what happens. <laughs> we'll continue on this uh, Disney and the Occult well written article by a Protestant. We'll be right back. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Two-man car, Jesse and Ruben. Uh, we're talking about uh, the Disney occult deception. A well-written article by um, by a Protestant that has really done a deep dive into this. That means he's he's had to have watched a lot of these movies to get the uh, the information from there. And <clears throat> and you like we've said, Jared Jesse, it's not it's not something that just pops out at you until it's it's pointed out. Pointed it's got to be pointed like, out yeah. because we just drink the Kool Aid because we just like. We've been conditioned to saying, "Hey, Disneyland is a family friendly place, and you could watch and take your take your Catholic filters off." Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's much like uh, our Catholic faith, and when when we don't know uh, how to find it in the Bible, it's it when it's shown to you, it just pops out all over the place, you know. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> yep. So, at, at Walt Disney, there's a secret exclusive club, club called Club Thirty Three. Hmm. I wonder why the number thirty three. The only place at Disneyland where alcohol can be bought, lavishly furnished, Club 33 contains an amazing collection of top-notch Disney movie memorabilia, a beautiful reproduction, antique French glass lift, and a gruesome trophy hunting collection. There are many rooms and exclusive areas within the club, as there is everywhere at Walt Disney World, with various levels of access that are strictly controlled. According to one Club 33 member, there is a $25,000 to $100,000 initiation fee and $12,500 to $30,000 annual fee, depending on the level of membership. There is said to be a 14-year waiting list for membership, which is by invite only. Clearly, Club 33 is a place only for the connected rich. Club 33 was said to have been originally designed as a place for Walt Disney to entertain guests and business associates. But he died from lung cancer at 67. Only six months before it was officially opened, Club 33 is said to be a Freemasonic club. And 33 is certainly a number that is very important to Freemasons. Why? That's the highest, that's the highest uh, uh, rank of Freemasonry, 33. Pictures of Club 33 show the trademark black and white checkered floor, another Masonic sign in their buildings, and other indicators of Freemasons. Freemasonry, which is essentially witchcraft. Here's something interesting. I think, again, this is just a mockery of Christ because and Christianity. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died and rose again and lives forevermore in a glorif- his glorified body, which is 33. The Catholic faith was also started in 33 AD. That's when it, uh, you know, the, the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and Our Lady. So 33 is an important number in Roman Catholic Christianity, and it's no coincidence that the Freemasons have have used this number as the highest form of Freemasonry. Mm. All right, so um, there's some uh, there's some pictures or of of some of the different uh, notable um, industries, or I should say, television networks, and uh, who owns them and. It's um, they also show the top 15 media companies in the world. And, um, you know, Disney's right, right up there. Uh, second, uh, the second leading media company in the world because they, they own other affiliates uh, besides the Disney Channel, ABC, um, ESPN, um, just a, a slew of different networks. So, Ruben, which shows you that you got six companies that essentially I've read that these six companies control about 90% of the media. 
these six companies. Mm-hmm. All the communication out there owned by these six companies. Uh-huh. These the richest families in the world, yeah. Yep. Uh, Disney's first character was Mickey Mouse, voiced by Walt Disney himself from 1927 right up to 1947. Mickey Mouse is perhaps best known as the apprentice wizard left to take care of the wizard's workshop while he's away in the sorcerer's apprentice. Um, then there's uh, from Wikipedia, they, they, they point out uh, the first official theater based Mickey Mouse Club began on January 20, 11th, 1930 at the Fox Dome Theater in Ocean Park, California with 60 theaters hosting clubs by March 31st. And the club released its first issue of the official bulletin, the Mickey Mouse Club, on April 15, 1930. By 1932, the club had 1 million members, and by 1933, its first British club opened at Darlington's Arcade Cinema in 1935. Disney began to phase out the club. The Mickey Mouse Club is an American variety television show that aired intermittently from 1955 to 1996 and returned in 2017 to social media. Created by Walt Disney and produced by Walt Disney Productions, the program was first televised for four seasons from 1955 to 59 by ABC. This original run featured a regular but ever-changing cast of mostly teen performers, and we'll get into that, teen performers. ABC broadcast reruns weekday afternoons during the 1958 to 1959 season, airing right after American Bandstand. And the show was revived three times after its initial 1955 to 59 run. On ABC, first from from seventy seven to seventy nine, first runs syndication as the the new Mickey Mouse Club. Then from eighty nine to ninety six, as the all new Mickey Mouse Club, also known as, as to fans as MMC, from ninety three to ninety six, airing exclusively on cable televisions, the Disney Channel, and again in twenty seventeen with the moniker Club Mickey Mouse, airing exclusively on internet social media. Look at the way uh, Disneyland destroys young people. Look at this. Once upon a time, the show was a platform that was almost a guaranteed launch pad to stardom. Something like the Disney Channel TV shows shows of the present day. Some of the most successful pop stars, actors, and celebrities of this generation have sprouted from the seed that is the Mickey Mouse Club, an entertainment institution quite a bit before the time of many of our readers. Just as Disney, Disney favorites like high school musical Hannah Montana... And Camp Rock have propelled stars like Zac Efron, Miley Cyrus, and Demi Lovato to stardom in recent years. Many of the older hat musicians like Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, and Christina Aguilera started their careers on the Mickey Mouse Club. Mm. A lot of those, several of those people you named, they've they've got some really uh, checkered past. I mean, they've gone through some, uh, some turmoil in their careers, let's just say. Uh, Mickey Mouse himself appeared in every show, not only in vintage cartoons originally made for theatrical release, but also in the opening interstitial and closing segments made especially for the show. In both the vintage cartoons and new animated segments, Mickey was voiced by his creator, Walt Disney. Disney had previously voiced the character theatrically from, as we said before, 20, from 1928 to 1947 before being replaced by sound effects artist Jimmy McDonald. This is interesting. There's at least one tragic death in almost every Disney film. Mm -hmm. And according to a study published in the Social Science Journal, there were 561 incidents of child abuse and mistreatment in Disney movies released between 1937 and 2006, with 62% of the main child characters being subjected to abuse on one or more occasions during the film. Mm -hmm. 
Often in Disney stories, one or both parents are dead and children are left to their own devices, while in others, the parents are somehow inadequate or an object of ridicule. This list is extensive. Yeah, I don't know if you want to go through the list. Do you want to, uh, Jesse? Now, we'll just mention, just mention the, t- the top titles. And then we'll yeah, just... like Pinocchio. No mother, right? The Blue Fairy acts as a mother to Pinocchio. How about... Yeah, so, yeah this list is called No Parents List. Right. No pa- or, or, or Absent Parents. Peter yeah. Pan, The Lost Boys, No Mother. So they... They appoint Wendy as their mother. Uh, these are everybody's seen these things, you know. Uh, the Sword and the Stone, Arthur or Wart has no parents, and, and it goes on and on. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, yeah, yeah, yeah. No parents. This is this is by design, Ruben. Oh, this is a, this is not a coincidence. Yeah, but you you don't pick up on that, and uh, no, we don't until yeah. it's pointed out to you. <laughs> okay, so I'm embarrassed. I mean, I've, I, I I'm just. Starting to understand the the depth of this wickedness right now. I'm embarrassed to say that, and I consider myself pretty well cultured and literate. Mm, parents are somehow inadequate or an object of ridicule. The list is extensive. Um, you got the wicked stepmother, right? Snow White and the Seven Drawers, Queen Grim Grimhilda, Cinderella, Enchanted, uh, Mother Killed, Died and or Captured in Dumbo and Bambi, The Jungle Book, Fox and the Hound, The Little Mermaid, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Quasimodo's mother killed by Frollo, uh, Tarzan, Atlantis, the Lost uh, Empire, Lilo and St- Stitch, Finding Nemo, uh, Brother Bear, Frozen, Big Hero Six. Then they got biological mothers, Dumbo, Mrs. Jumbo, single mother, right? Then they got single mothers, Rescuers, Down Under, Bolt, Beauty and the Beast, Treasure and Planet, Re- Meet the Robinsons. Um, you got adoptive mothers and legal guardians. It, it it's just um uh, it's it's very disturbing you know that uh it's it's a it's a it's it's a shot at at parenthood and um and you know when you start thinking well this is what they're trying to do to the schools is get the parents out of the picture yes and and so that they can have their way with them and and teach them indoctrinate them into what they want to they want learned so that they're all this pedophilia is is going to seem uh, natural to them. It's going to—that's what they—they're—they're they're trying to do, is indoctrinate them into this uh, this life of you know either it's gender neutral or you know all this the the gender uh, changing your gender. It's 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 incredible. Yeah, this uh, Disney is full of magicians and magic, which often involves things vanishing. Disney's world theme parks are no exception and more more with with more than their fair share of stories of deaths, accidents, disappearance, ghosts and hauntings. In fact, Walt Disney's World's Magic Kingdom in Florida covers 30,000 acres. That's 47 square miles. This is the same size as San Francisco, California, twice the size of Manhattan or 80 times the size of the European nation of Monaco. Only seventy, uh, only seven thousand acres of that land has been developed, with the four theme parks taking up just uh, over one thousand acres. Underneath, now this is interesting. I had no idea about this. Underneath this is a network of nine acres of tunnels known as utilidors or utility corridors, which are accessed from unmarked doors throughout the magical kingdom, including some shops, restaurants, and attractions. So. Uh, Looks like these guys are ready for the big one, Ruben, the, the big nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the utility doors are used for personal personnel and deliveries to move unseen from one area to the other. 
The Utilidors also house a system of pumps and vents to control smells in different areas of the, the park known as, known as the smellitizer system used to manipulate people to buy food or other merchandise to go on a certain ride, etc. So the corridors also house Disney extensive security systems which monitor the whole area. Uh, this type management security systems are in place so they are adept at hiding anything that they don't want to be seen. Security personnel operate out of the, the tunnels to make sure that unwanted people, whether due to illness or accidents, death, suicide, or just drunken or abusive behavior, disappear as if by magic. Hmm. Magic bands must be worn by all guests and used as a credit card, parking ticket, room key, etc. The magic band system, listen to this, also incorporates a tracking and recording device so everyone's whereabouts at any given time are all, always known. You know, Jesse, that's why they don't allow a police officers to come in there with their guns. They, they, uh, oh, they wow. there's a no fly zone over Disney in Anaheim and also over in, uh, in Florida, I believe. And they, they run like their own little city. That's why, you know, the governor is having a little, uh, back, back and forth with them. Yeah, he's having a sparring match with them. We'll be right back. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911. Yeah, Hector's just sending me some pictures of uh, some things that, uh, you know, we're talking about. The Demolay the Lodge that uh, Disney was a part of, you know. Um, it's a club of uh, Clinton and, and, and Disney. It's, uh, they also have a Planned Parenthood right there, too. Uh, in Anaheim, where you know, oh, man. Disney is uh, located, so Hector always puts out good information. He's a high information <laughs> listener. Yeah. He always gives he always gives me a lot of show material, or gives us a lot of show material. Ruben, you know what? Uh, years ago, I used to think that Disney was a good Catholic guy. That, that's what I just heard. I, it must have been disinformation and misinformation because I just kind of repeated what somebody told me. Somebody said, "Oh yeah, Walt Disney, he's a great Catholic man." So I just, you know, for years and years, I just went along repeating that. I never, I've never looked into him, read anything about him. I just somebody told me like thirty years ago. Oh yeah, he's a Catholic. He's a good Catholic. After I read this article, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Somebody's lying to me." He's either a good Catholic or a bad Catholic. You, 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 you know, it's it's A or B, yeah. and uh, so you know he's but he's off to his judgment. But I'm going to tell you one thing: what he's left right now, this company, uh, they're doing some some very insidious things. Let's continue with the article. It says about this uh, utilidor that you're reading about. Mm-hmm. It is rumored that there are terrible things going on in these utilidors, as they are the perfect place to hide the production of child pornography and child trafficking. People have reported being taken to Disneyland as children, some at nighttime, where they've been terrorized and abused. According to an investigation by CNN, dozens of Disney employees in Florida were arrested for alleged uh, child sex offenses in the period between 2006 and 2014. The crimes involved offenses such as trying to meet a minor for sex and possession of child pornography and, and were all committed by men who work there, including security guards, tour guides, cashiers, maintenance workers, and costume characters. Mm. Disney promulgates the idea that there's good witchcraft and bad witchcraft, but all wrong, witchcraft wrong. is evil. It's all evil. Many Disney productions, such as Disney's Bewitched, 
or the 71, 1971 bed knobs and broomsticks with the brilliant Angela Lansbury playing the starring role as a glamorous and likable witch feature blatant witchcraft. In others, it is more covert, such as Escape to Witch Mountain and its sequel, Race to Witch Mountain. Not Escape or Race from, but Race to. Why would anyone want to escape to a place where there is witchcraft? And do, I mean, do, we all grew up watching uh, Bewitched. Uh, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was guilty. Yeah. Guilty. I, 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 yeah. As I saw that. Mary Poppins is one of the most beloved films of all time and is generally regarded as being entirely wholesome and good for children. Yet looked at more closely, it can be clearly seen that Mary Poppins is in fact about a witch with a dark agenda. I never would have caught that. Witchcraft is a manipulation of reality with the intent to control. In the film, Mary Poppins has a spellbinding effect on people, especially the children. She seems very nice, proper, and wholesome. Yes, she has some she has some traits that are not so pleasant. She's quite rude, abrupt, and critical of the children, and at times quite unreasonable. Also, she appears to be vain, describing herself as practically perfect in every way. In fact, Mary Poppins has many of the hallmarks of a witch albeit somewhat disguised. What else is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Expialidocious. <laughs> <God. laughs> what else could that be but a spell or incantation like Hocus Pocus or Abracadabra? How else could she pull all sorts of things out of her magic carpet bag? Say that again, Ruben. I can't, I say it, say Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Dang. That was the song, yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You know. No, you just said a curse, bro. You have to say a Hail Mary after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. And, you know, that little, uh, the, her little British accent made her seem like she was so wholesome, you know? Yeah. Uh, if When I was reading this, I thought about her when I started the article, and I said, well, Mary Poppins, that's going to be a clean character. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they lay her out, too. So... Mary Poppins leads the children to journey to magical realms like the Pied Piper. Rather than a, a broom, she flies with an umbrella, but she does manipulate and control reality. She gaslights the children, telling them that they had imagined their journeys to other realms and even threatens to report them to the police if they don't stop talking about it. This is on the pretext that she doesn't want the children to tell anyone about her ability to perform magical tricks. But why let the children experience these things and then make out they are imagining it all. Does this not almost exactly mirror what pedophiles do to children, lead them into places they never should go, and then pretending it never happened mm -hmm. and coercing them into silence about it? Imagine that. Pedophiles want children to be comfortable with sex as if that is something that should be part of their daily routine. The aim of the majority of pedophiles is to open children up to, to be receptive to sex and sexual advances, not be scared or upset. Pedophiles want children to be willing. They want children to believe that sex is natural and normal. They, want, they don't want children who reject them. That's why they work so hard to sexualize and groom children because they want them to be willing participants in pedophilia. In Disney's Pinocchio, a coachman pays the fox to capture stupid little boys. Close quote. Mm. The fox is afraid of being caught, but the coachman insists there is no risks. He says, quote, they never come back as boys, close quote. The children are trafficked to <coughs> Pleasure Island. Mm. Can anybody say Epstein Island? Hinting at sexual pleasure. At Pleasure Island, there are no rules. Echoing the satanic mindset, do what thou wilt. That is the whole of the law. Mm. Anyway, these, um, the list goes on. These videos are very revealing. Um, and after seeing the, the truly shocking extent of the damaging 
occult indoctrination we have we've been subjected to some may perhaps wisely could choose not to do and have anything to do with disney in their homes and um and they can't blame them can't blame them after you read this article no 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 they they also list a uh, a prayer for release from fairy tales fairy stories and nursery rhymes there's the deliverance prayer to break uh witchcraft and mind control programming the, the, uh, there's there's these things that uh, you can click on. Well, yeah, there's links for this Protestant yeah. author. I think he did a good job, Ruben. Here's my take. I'm a juror. You and me are jurors. Mm-hmm. So we sit back and we kind of look at the evidence. I don't know about you. Guilty as charged. I, yeah. Yeah, That that's I, I would have to render a guilty verdict. I think he presented a very strong case. A lot of this I've seen myself, but he just pointed it out. And all of a sudden, I can see clearly what he's seen, but I couldn't see it before, though I've seen it. Until somebody pointed it out like he did with that type of laser precision, I'm saying this guy made a strong case. Uh, yep, there is an occult and witchcraft mindset to Disney's movies, and uh, yep, uh, Disney's guilty of doing this. They're doing this on purpose. Yeah, the, did you see? Uh, I, there's also some links to some videos and um, started watching yeah, one. Yeah, I did too. There's a. Uh, you know, Mickey Mouse holding Minnie Mouse and, and uh, her dress is portrayed as a, a male, the Gentalia, you know. And uh, I thought that was I saw that floating around on social media and I thought it was something that was made up. But apparently this goes way back. And um, it's it's just it's really disturbing to tell you the truth. And, and you even see the 666 on the. the yep. You know, Walt Disney. Uh, the, the logo. The, the logo. logo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ruben, you know, I forget who said what author said this, that what, what people see with their eyes shapes their souls. And obviously occult, Satanists, Luciferians, Freemasons, they know all this. Uh, let me quote to you page 535 from Father Ripperger's book. It's called uh, The Science of Mental Health because he talks about t- custody of the eyes. Here's what he says, okay? Yeah. He says, uh, the directees, patients of spiritual affri- affliction, those are, those are people that are possessed or possibly possessed, must be sure to avoid not only sinning themselves, but of watching the sins of others. By viewing the sins of others, for example, watching someone commit fornication on TV or killing someone in a graphic fashion on TV, they provide the sense data for the demons to make suggestions to them by forming images in their imagination. In fact, the more programs one watches on TV the more demons can influence a person's actions since they have more data to use. The more we become familiar with the imagery of sin, the easier it is for the demons to coax us into sinning because we've lost our inhibitions with respect to the sin because we're comfortable with it. This is why Father Ripperger, when he has a case, when he's working on a case of somebody who's possessed and they go to him, he he puts the person through 60 days of of sensory deprivation before he will do a solemn session 60 days Ruben no internet no television no radio no iPad nothing sensory deprivation because what he wants to do he wants to basically clean out all the filth they have in their mind once it's all been cleaned out and purified through 60 days of intense prayer and sacraments of the Mass, then Father hits them with the rite of exorcism. Mm. Yeah, you know. Makes uh, sense, huh? It right? does. It sure does. 
Archbishop Fulton Sheen, you know, he he used to t- tell us that uh, the church is like Noah's Ark, and that was full of both clean and, and unclean animals. So it must have uh, had a, an unholy smell, and yet it was carrying eight persons to salvation. Mm. So he, he says, the world today is tearing up the photographs of a good society, a good family, a happy individual, personal life. But the church is keeping the negatives, and when the moment comes, when the world wants a reprint, we will have them. So these, you know, these people who are doing evil, they're going to be judged for these Amen. things. And, and, uh, and Walt Disney, he was already was judged. And who knows, uh, again, what side of the fence he was on. But from whatever uh, I've read in this article, it didn't seem like he was a, he was a man of virtue. It doesn't know, seem like it. You know what Jesus said about people who scandalized his little ones? Boy, oh, man. It better, be, it better that they were not born. So Kind of like Judas. You know, Reuben, and, and our Lord Jesus Christ also talks about the importance of taking custody of your eyes. In Matthew six twenty two, he says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your, your whole body will be full of darkness. Makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. So, you know, we're in Holy Week. So, yeah, we, we want to really. Uh, the week that changed the world. We want to, yeah, we want to do uh, more of our sacrifices this weekend as, you know, and, and, and celebrate with our Lord on his, uh, his resurrection day. And uh, so I, I think uh, th- this has left me, I, I'm, I'm speechless, Jesse. This is, I had no idea this was happening. And I got to share this with my, uh, my family because we are all duped. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Don't put the wool over, put the, the hood over our head, man. Yep. Hey, we're going to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop next. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Right. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888. 888- Five two six two one five one. We're back, Jesus nine one one. We're going to be switching gears here, Jesse, talking about the the laptop from hell. This is some. It's uh, it's it's amazing what's coming out uh, on this, and we have we have good uh, patriotic Americans like Jack Maxey, who's who who's uncovering, and he's kind of giving himself, putting himself in in danger by going after what's on that laptop and getting it exposed. He's a good Catholic, by the way, Ruben. I just oh, thought, uh, right. he's he's a practicing Roman Catholic. Yeah, uh, carries a rosary in his pocket. And he's 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 a, he's a patriot. He's doing this investigation. He's in Switzerland, hiding off from the globalists, so he can try to uh, again uh, do a forensic auditing on this laptop, which he says this this is going to be this is going to make Watergate look like uh, you know like shoplifting. Right. I I saw an interview they had with him on LifeSite. So same here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So none other than uh, support for Jack Macy, a good Catholic's claim that he found new data on Hunter Biden's laptop. None other than, than a Washington Post uh, received a copy of the laptop from Jack Macy. Maxie. and Maxie. Yeah. Maxie. And confirmed with the help of team experts its authenticity. Ever since the Daily Mail published on, on April 6th an article on Jack Ma- Max. Maxie and his, <laughs> and his work on the Hunter Biden laptop in Switzerland... His work has become national news with the Washington Post, Washington Times reporting on the story as well as Newsmax TV host Eric Bowling having Maxie on an on for an interview. But with this highlighting of Maxie's role in the investigation of the Biden family's corruption, 
also came the questioning of his truthfulness and of the accuracy of his claims. I, I totally believe what the guy's saying. Go ahead. Yeah. As LifeSite reporter Jack Maxey says, his IT team working on the laptop found 450 gigabyte deleted material that they were able to recover with 80,000 photos and video and more than 120,000 archived emails. Maxi told LifeSite News that he plans to publish the content of the Hunter Biden laptop without the lewd photos and videos on a, a server very soon. He and his team have worked to make the content searchable, thereby making it much easier to work with the material. And two days after the Daily Mail article, Newsmax TV interviewed John Paul Mack, Isaac, the computer repairman at whose shop Biden, Hunter Biden had abandoned his laptop in 2019. It just he, he had to be so stoned out of his mind that he didn't know he left his laptop. Unbelievable. Yeah. Responding, yeah. responding to Jack Maxey's statements, Mac Isaac insisted that he would not be possible. It would not be possible to recover 450 additional megabytes off of a 500 megabyte hard drive when 300 megabytes had already been found. I bet he was paid to say that, in my opinion. Go ahead. Mm. So 300 gigs of data on a 500 gig hard drive, at least 200 gig free, he said. If there is, in fact, 450 gigs of data that has been newly discovered, that would basically mean that that drive needed to be 750 or larger for recovery and that magnitude to take place. And the drive that I shared with Rudy Giuliani was 500 gigs. They're trying to discredit this guy, but continue. Go ahead. Yeah, so there's 250 gigs that is coming from somewhere, and that concerns me, the computer expert concluded. Okay. The Gateway Pundit reported reporting on Mac Isaac's comments, the guy that uh, who received uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and his shop, mm -hmm. uh, doubled down with another commentator who dismissed Jack Maxey's work altogether as being a fake. Again, they're trying to dismiss... Uh, dismisses as, uh, you know, th this is called gaslighting, by the way. However, the, the already published authoritative evidence speaks against any such claims. None other than the Washington Post received a copy of the laptop from Jack Maxey and confirmed, with the help of the team of experts, its authenticity. The same applies to the Daily Mail, which has been published with reports on Hunter Biden's corruption based on the copy of the laptop that they too received from Maxey. Finally, as Maxi recently revealed, he found among the deleted material encryption keys that belong to the communication system of the Department of Defense, DOD, thereby threatening national security. As his colleague and former intelligence officer, Jack, Sam Faddis, revealed, Jack Maxi was able to contact people inside the Department of, uh, of Defense who took those key, these keys down and thanked him for this information. Uh, the evidence alone should be sufficient proof for Jack Maxey's truthfulness, but now Maxey has received support from another computer specialist whose statement was published by Fattis. But, but before we go into this matter, let us ask the following question. Why would Jack Maxey put his life at risk, leave his own homeland to order to, in order to work on the laptop if it were a fake? Harry, Harry Howery, a computer specialist who worked for numerous government entities with high clearances, has come out on aunt come out on Sam Fattis' and magazine saying that the, the issue has come up about how Maxi and his team might have found a lot more data on Hunter Biden's laptop than previously found and why the size of these files might appear much larger than the size of the original disk. Explaining that erased material on a laptop does usually never get, does usually never get erased unless you do like Hillary Clinton and smash it with a sledgehammer. Uh -huh. 
Unless one takes special steps to do so, the computer expert explained that it is completely plausible that the copy of the hard drive Jack Maxey has contains numerous deleted files that could be recovered. So, so this computer expert answers uh, the question as to the people that are trying to deny that this is uh, some type of uh, you know fake uh, fake laptop or the contents. But he even goes further by stating that the deleted files Jack Maxey's IT team recovered actually could have been compressed, thereby taking up much less space than usually expected. Mm-hmm. Again, so there's plausible explanations as as to why there's more, uh, uh, as to why he found more gigabytes than it actually held. Go ahead, Ruben. Archived and compressed files can often reduce the file size by as much as 90%. What this means is that after extraction of 50 Gigabyte compressed file might take up as much as 500 gigabytes. While not familiar with Maxi's extraction, the claim that he has a tremendously expanded number of emails and text messages is completely believable if his copy was a bit-by-bit, sector-by-sector copy or disk image. Harry Hari, a computer specialist who worked for numerous government entities with high clearances, who with this statement is putting his own name and life also at risk. Mm-hmm. He made this clear and strong in a, and strong statement in defense of Jack Maxey. He said this quote, Harry Hari said, I'm an expert in cybersecurity and forensics and worked on and off for the intelligence community, Department of State, Department of Defense, Department of Justice, FEMA, Treasury and others for decades. The current attacks on what Jack Maxey has found regarding the size of the extracted files are irrelevant. So here we, here we got probably the premier expert in this field that is saying that, uh, that uh, you know, he's basically validating Jack Maxey's investigation, this good Catholic guy that's hiding right now in Switzerland mm-hmm. from, the, from the deep state and the globalist. Right, and he, he's also there calling for a cybersecurity specialist. They're, they're now calling the FBI out, and uh, there's, there's, they're which also received a copy of the same laptop in 2019. They haven't done anything with it. Howry stated that if the FBI has the original in their possession, a thorough and professional cyber forensic investigation should be done by NSA immediately. Once again, Ruben, we're jurors. We sit back, we look at the evidence, and we look at what's what's the burden? Uh, You know, uh, reasonable. Is it reasonable? Would an ordinary prudent person believe that there's something criminal in this laptop based on what we know, I'm a juror. I think it's reasonable that uh, the, the Democrats and the Biden crime family is hiding something. And I'm also absolutely positive that if this were Donald Trump Jr.'s laptop, oh. the FBI <laughs> would have done a professional cyber forensic investigation two years ago, and those pictures would have been released to the public and every news media outlet. Mm-hmm. They would they would have attempted to discredit and destroy the Trump family if this was Trump Jr.'s laptop. But because Biden's part of the deep state cabal, guess what? They've been covering for him and running interference for him for the last two years. Now, guess what? All those pictures and the data, it's going to come out. And uh, Joe and Hunter Biden's, well, I'll tell you when it's going to come out for sure, hopefully in our lifetime, but at the particular judgment 
And guess what? At their general judgment, the whole world is going to see the contents of that laptop because God will make public all those unconfessed, unrepentant sins you took to your particular judgment. And here's what's sad, because you and me are retired cops, and we remember... You know, the Sheriff's Academy, you have a, a, a picture of Lady Justice who's got a blindfold. Ruben, when I was 21 years old, I believed that. I don't believe that anymore. Justice is not blind in America. We have a two-tier justice system in this country, one for the deep state cabal and the other for patriots and people of faith. Look at the people that supposedly, uh, uh, the the uh, uh, what it was at the June, January 6th uh, election, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we used to say that justice is blind, but guess what? Today in America, under the Masonic Marxist deep state, justice is only blind if you're a woke, liberal, and progressive. That's my take. Yeah. You know, Maxie, he said he posted the files on another site, but they were quickly taken down by the U.S. intelligence agencies, implicating Shh. Biden administration in covering up the scandal. And, you know, they, a U.S. diplomat also said this. He said station, he was stationed in Kiev. In, in the Ukraine, he warned in, an un, in a classified email sent to the State Department in 2016 that Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine, while his father was still vice president, quote, undercut, end quote, anti-corruption efforts in the country. That that email dated November 22nd, 2016, was written by George Kent, who at the time was the deputy chief of mission at the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine. But, uh, you know, this is. This is all covered up so that... What's your verdict, Ruben? You're a juror. What's your verdict? What? Give me your verdict and why. I, I guilty, and uh, okay. you know, I think he should be you know, sent away, uh, life in prison without possibility of parole. This guy, you know, he's, a, a, he's been a threat to the, na- to the country. You know? He's a traitor, and uh, his whole family needs to go down t- with this. And- Ruben, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, he made a simple mistake, and this is why I know this is a true story. He's a drug addict. Drug addicts, they, again, they, they make simple mistakes throughout the day. He left his laptop in somebody's shop, okay? <laughs> it, uh, it, it's just a simple mistake of a drug addict. It's, there's nothing sophisticated here. That's what drug addicts do. They forget. They're not that, you know, they're not real. They don't pay attention to detail. And again, uh, this is why this, uh, this story is, to me, it's absolutely credible. Go ahead. 100%. All the cover-up just tells you, you know, they've done it from the very beginning. Oh, it's not his laptop. Oh, it's his laptop, but it's Russia disinformation. Oh, you know, Joe Biden doesn't know anything about it. It's it just on and on and on and on. <laughs> and so, the, the, you know what? The chips are falling, and um, it's going to come out. So, hey, Amen. Amen. Hey, have, have a happy Holy Thursday, the day that the Eucharist was given to us, the right. day that the priesthood was instituted. Go ahead. Right. And uh, stay tuned for Hands-On Apologetics with Jeremy Shuda. Have a great rest of your uh, holy week. And uh, I'll see you next week on the other side of the Holy Spirit.